A few months ago, I binge-watched the European Women's World Pole Vaulting Championships from 2010 on YouTube. Why? I don't know. But I did find it interesting. And now, I'm sort of an expert on the field of European pole vaulters from 2010. This past weekend, I binge-watched an astonishing number of videos on sailing and how to sail. As I don't know how to swim, odds are I'll never put any of that information to good use either. But one thing I already knew about sailing, while we can't direct the wind, we are in charge of the sails. Find out what the heck I'm talking about in 4, 3, 2, Hello art enthusiasts and art lovers, welcome to episode 9, pardon me, pardon moi, episode 10 of Art Wonderful, the podcast where art is a religion. I'm your host, Nicholas Harper. You can call me Nick, I just use Nicholas for print. I'm broadcasting from my art studio deep within the Rogue Buddha Gallery, that's in the heart of the Northeast Arts District in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I want to thank you for joining me as we explore everything the arts have to offer. It's the mission of this podcast to spread the gospel of the arts, their essential value to our everyday lives, and to offer a deep dive exploration into this most mysterious of subjects. You can learn more about myself, the Rogue Buddha Gallery, this podcast, and those we have on the show by visiting us online at roguebuddha.com. Click podcast from the menu. What is up, Potosphere? Thank you for joining me. Uh, I'm excited to be announcing a new segment to the beginning of each episode. Basically, it's a what's happening segment, in which I'll give a quick rundown of everything that's happening in my life that's arts related. What's up with me as an artist and collector, and what's happening with the gallery. If nothing is happening, other than being a brief segment, well, it means I might need to step up my game. But this week was fun. I got to ship off a painting that sold through my online store. Uh, Grey Gardens went to its new home in Illinois. I'm always elated when a painting finds a new home. I'm also excited to get a picture of it and its new surroundings as well. As far as the gallery life goes, well, like everyone else, we shuttered the doors. Temporarily, I am certain. We are, however, open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and 365 days a year. Well... Make it 366 days this year. It's a leap year. Uh, we're open 24 hours a day online at our website, roguebuddha.com. I'm still in the works of finishing up the online store, but there is a number of great pieces by numerous amazing artists already live and available. What else is new? Oh yes, I have resurrected the old blog site, roguebuddhism.com. I'll be publishing regular gallery updates and insights, as well as show notes and whatnots for this podcast there. That's at roguebuddhism.com. And while this happened prior to this week, I was happy to get an interview in with Mary Beck, the owner of Gallery 360 in South Minneapolis. Our conversation will be the focus of next week's episode. And finally, finishing three commissions. That means you, Nicole, if you're listening. Uh, her portrait has been a long time in the waiting. 
and working on a bunch of 5x7 studies that'll be making available as prints on Canvas as well as the originals here soon. So the world might be grinding to a halt, but I certainly am not. Things are just ramping up here at the Harper headquarters, as I hope they are for you too, wherever you may be and whatever you do. Artists and non-artists alike, the circumstances the world are offering us an amazing opportunity. What we do with it, well, that's up to us. With that, let's get into the show, shall we? The word of the day seems to be the same word of the day as it was yesterday, and as it was the day before that, and the day before that. That word is uncertainty. As we stare the future in its cold, blank face, a poker face, well, that refuses to give us any real hint as to what's in store for us, I think it's important that we all remember that we still have control over one thing, our thoughts. We still have the power to focus our intention, where to place our attention, and on what we let things mean. We don't have to feel as though we're only playing defense and nothing else. After all, playing just defense gets tiring, and scoring once in a while, well, it's fun. So, we can choose to play some offense and let the chips fall where they may. I guess one could think of it like the wind. While we can't be in charge of it, well, we can direct our sails and set our own course regardless of which way the wind is blowing. See how I tied the intro in there? <clears throat> now, I'm no self-help guru, and I'm not going to pretend to have the answers or try and sugarcoat things and say everything is fine, nothing to worry about. That said, I do have a few things to consider if you're an artist and find yourself especially worried or anxious about the near future. I know a little bit about being anxious about the future myself. After all, I've run an independent art gallery for 20 years, all the while being a full-time artist, one that makes dark and melancholic art in the Midwest. Somehow, I've managed to survive the aftermath of 9-11, the market crash and subsequent recession of 2009, as well as numerous little micro-debacles and disasters, like exhibits with zero sales or even months on end without any significant sales to speak of. I'm all too familiar with seeing the utility bill arrive, marked in red with those infamous words, open immediately. And I also know about shifting one credit card balance to another card, only to shift it to another card, and another card. While all of this hasn't made me an expert, it's taught me a little something about mindset, and a little bit about how to weather a storm while being proactive. On top of my personal experience, I've read a lot of self-help books. I mean, a lot. One thing that I've learned from these books, well, they all, for the most part, say just about the same thing, and all of the tips and tricks they teach, well, none of them work unless you actually put them into work and do the things they talk about. None of it's rocket science, and in fact, much of the advice found in these self-help books, well, it's ancient knowledge, some of it even being biblical. In this episode, I'll offer 10 ideas for you to consider to get your own offensive ball rolling. Now, these aren't nitty-gritty tactical ideas per se. They're bigger picture concepts, more in line with creating a frame of mind with which to tackle whatever the situation you're in is presenting you with. These tips aren't just useful for artists, either. And you don't have to be an entrepreneur or own a business or be self-employed to find value in them. I think they're pretty general enough to apply to just about any one of us, regardless of what we do in the world. 
But by all means, take this all with a grain of salt. If you agree with these tips, awesome. If you disagree with them, even more awesome. That'll give you the opportunity to think up of your own ideas as to how to best weather the current storm and set up yourself for success, not just now, but for when things begin to normalize and for the long term. And I'll just say, if you don't think you have what it takes to weather this storm, well, frankly, if I can do it, so can you. So, tip numero uno, don't panic. Whatever your personal situation, from full-time artist to living paycheck to paycheck, or maybe you subsidize your creative pursuits with jobs that might be in a precarious situation right now, it can be easy to panic. While panic may be understandable, if at all possible, it's a place we want to avoid, as it often leads to more stress and worry and even bad decision-making. If you start to feel a wave of anxiety setting in, take a deep breath. Realize that you're not alone and that everything will, in fact, be okay. Starting to calm the fears and gain some emotional balance, that's a good first step. Step number two, or tip number two, stay positive. Thoughts are things. I know this sounds cliche and might not seem to be helpful in times of extreme stress, but in actuality, that's when they're the most helpful and useful. Your thoughts are like a flashlight in a dark room. Wherever you point that flashlight, that's what you're going to see and focus on, which in turn will only amplify what you already have going on mentally and emotionally, and then physically. Emotions and thoughts have a way of feeding back on themselves. So if you can find it in yourself to focus on the positive, and there's plenty of it if you search hard enough, you can begin to build up an immune system to the negatives that take place in life. If you're really having a tough time of it right now, sit down and literally write down 10 things that are positive in your life in this immediate moment. This will help focus your attention and place energy behind doing something proactive and beneficial. It'll help create a bit of momentum in the right direction, one in which your frame of mind will be able to see things more clearly and not from a stance of fear. I can't tell you how many times I've fallen victim to a mindset that the gallery was done, over, kaput. And that was during times when the market was fine and the country was humming along and really there was no reason for the gallery to be suffering, other than because of my own ineptitude. But that's just the nature of the gallery business. Some shows are a hit while others not so much. And artists who did phenomenal one year might not do so well the next year. That goes for myself as much as any artist I've shown in the gallery or know. I've had pretty close to sellout shows for my work, and then the next, well, hardly anything sells. And then there's the events that are out of our control that can lead to hard times. I've had tornado sirens going off in my neighborhood on a couple of occasions as I'm opening the doors for an art opening. Needless to say, these opening nights didn't go so hot. And then there's the major events, 9-11, economic crashes, etc. I can tell you without a doubt that the only thing that got me through these times, that is, after maybe a night or two of whiskey and woe is me, is the ability to stay positive. To know that the sun is going to shine again, even if it's been cloudy for a month straight. Without that ability to stay positive and know that things can work out, all the other tips are a lot less likely to have any real effect. So it's absolutely incumbent upon you to find a way to build up your positivity. 
That isn't to say bad things won't happen or that you might not, in fact, fail. But even in failure, if you're positive, you'll find a way to make that failure the best thing that could have ever happened to you. I know that's certainly true for myself in a business that I owned before the Rogue Buddha Gallery, where I sold t-shirts to Dayton's, Hudson's, and Marshall Fields. But that's a story for a different time. Tip number three, take a quick break and reevaluate. That rhymed. I totally did not mean for that to rhyme. Take a quick break and reevaluate. If you have a plan and stated goals where your art is concerned, now is the right time to take a look at that and see what goals or strategies need to be changed and what can remain on task. If you have short-term goals, six months to a year, say, five and ten-year goals, maybe don't worry about the five and ten right now, but reevaluate to see if your short-term goals are achievable or even reasonable right now. For instance, that solo show you had scheduled uh, at so-and-so gallery this summer, well, it might get postponed or even canceled altogether as might be the case for that big art fair that you count on for a good chunk of your yearly income. It's best to consider these things now, so as to avoid any shock or surprises later, so that you're better able to adapt as necessary. And this segues nicely into tip number four, create a plan. If number three didn't apply to you, there's a good chance that it's because you don't have any stated goals for your art and career let alone a plan or strategies as to how to achieve them. Enough can't be said about setting achievable goals. If you've never set goals for yourself as an artist, either by way of what you want to achieve creatively or professionally, exhibits, income, sales, etc., this is the perfect time. Trying to move forward, especially in this environment, without a roadmap and clear and achievable goals, well, that will certainly make things much more difficult. It's hard enough to succeed in the art world, let alone any business, even in the most ideal of circumstances. Resources abound online for creating business plans and setting goals and strategies. With all this ample time just lying around, there's no reason why not to give yourself a quick education on goal setting and building a business plan. In fact, a good business plan includes a section on threats and risks. It's part of what's called a SWOT analysis. That's where you identify your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. The art world can be volatile and subject to many outside factors, such as economic crashes. Identifying these threats in advance allows you the ability to prepare and have a strategy in place, should they ever come to fruition. Now, this tip doesn't just apply to artists or those running businesses. Having a plan with goals and strategies to achieve them is good for everyone. You can just change it from being a business plan to having a quote-unquote life plan. Instead of thinking about market domination and profits and losses, think about the things you want to do with your life, the trips you want to take, the experiences you want to have, the change you want to create. Maybe you want a family in the burbs or you want to travel the world nonstop. Whatever it is you want to do or accomplish, having a plan and strategies to make it happen can only make things easier. Something important to consider here is knowing why you want to achieve whatever goal it is you want to achieve. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Tip number five is don't stop. For some of us, times of uncertainty can be a shock to the system. One that sends us to the couch with ice cream and the complete DVD set of X-Files for some serious binging and escapism. 
I would recommend that while dabbling in this might be a nice outlet for a bit, don't let yourself get stuck in that rut. This is the time that you need to keep working, keep making art, and keep exploring your options. If you don't have a website, or if it's out of date, for instance, this is your opportunity to make it sparkle. If you're not so up on social media, or having created a business page to link to an online store, again, here's your opportunity. Try and make your daily actions gel with your goals and strategies as created in number four. Tip number six is be flexible. Times like these call for flexibility. It's the tree that bends in the storm that doesn't snap and break. If you're not used to or don't like social media or tech, for instance, well, maybe now is the time to learn to embrace it. If you make large, expensive work, maybe now is the time to consider making smaller, more affordable work with a wider audience base. Now, I'm not suggesting that you sell yourself out or do anything that would compromise your integrity. What I am suggesting is that you be open to adapting, if necessary, in ways that align with your values and, again, gel with your goals and strategies. We're creative, after all, so that shouldn't be too hard. I will say that this lesson has been a hard pill for myself to swallow. I'm a bit of a Luddite at heart. That's someone who doesn't necessarily like technology. I'm also pretty stubborn, so learning to accept and embrace the benefits of not just cell phones, but social media, well, it's been a hard-fought war, one in which I've had to let my ego take a couple hard punches. But alas, I'm finally emerging into the 21st century and learning how to use these technologies in a way that suits my goals without compromising my values or integrity. Hence, no pictures of my food or pictures of me making pouty fish faces. And if I feel so inclined, I can wrap my phone in multiple layers of tinfoil just so I know that, quote-unquote, they aren't listening and tracking me at every moment of the day. Dot, 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 I digress. Tip number seven, remember the why. Why did you become an artist in the first place? Was it because you wanted to be rich and famous, or because you wanted a sense of security and a strong 401k plan and healthcare and dental, and or was there a deeper meaning to the act of creating? My guess is that while the money, fame, and lifestyle of being a famous and rich artist, well, it's not to be shunned, that there's a deeper sense of what making art means to you. Perhaps you've never really considered this before. Might I recommend that even before setting out to create goals and strategies, that you contemplate on what being an artist means to you at your core. And finding the why, well again, it applies to anyone who wants to set goals in business or in life. The power of remembering the why lies in that it helps give you emotional and mental fuel as you push through adversity. It'll also help fuel those moments of creative roadblock when figuring out your next move. If you're finding yourself having to be flexible and stepping out of your comfort zone, well, knowing why you're doing it and seeing the big picture will help make these decisions small potatoes and hopefully a cakewalk. Finding the why will also be the focus of a future episode of Art Wonderful, as enough can't be said on the subject. It's that important to effective goal setting, but more on that to come soon. I will just say here that my why helped me get over some pretty big financial hurdles, including my decision to go into some serious financial debt when things got pretty bleak back in 2009-2010. Rather than folding up shop and calling it a day, I doubled down on credit card debt 
and even took out a bank loan. It was a combination of the why, plus the power of positive thought and the willingness to keep trying new strategies to achieve my goals that have never closed the gallery, nor sold out my principles by way of what type of art I would ever sell in the gallery. It's this combination of things that have kept me fairly happy and feeling blessed, even in the most dire of situations, this current one included. And to be truthful, when you have this kind of a mindset, these types of situations, well, they don't even seem that dire. Moving on to tip number eight, communicate. Oh, that rhymed too. That one was totally not intentional as well. Tip eight, communicate. Staying in touch with friends, family, patrons, and collectors is important. Your friends and family are most likely your first line of people who will have your back should things get desperate. And if you need help, ask. It's important that we all know we're not alone. And in the case that maybe you feel as though you don't have anyone, there are plenty of resources online. You just have to make the call or send the email. And if all else fails, by all means, do shoot me a message. God knows I've leaned on my friends and partners in the past. Sadly, they've been on the receiving end of some of those drunken whiskey woe-is-me moments. But when needed, they were there for me. And at the times where I just couldn't see any way to be positive about a situation, well, that's where they were invaluable. We all need these types of people in our life. And that's where another crucial self-help cliche comes in. We become who we hang out with. Stated another way, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you want to be positive and proactive in life, doing so while being surrounded by naysayers and negative people, it's going to be a challenge. It's important to surround yourself with people who support and uplift you, as you will undoubtedly do for them. And it's also important to touch base and stay in touch with your collectors and patrons. It's important to let them know that you haven't buried yourself in a bunker either, but that you are in fact working, making art, and that you're focused on continuing to serve your customers. I don't suggest nagging them, however. No matter how desperate for a sale you might feel, again, stay focused on the positive and stay proactive. And this leads us to tip number nine, which is really a reiteration of tip number five. Really, I just wanted to say reiteration, so that's why this tip is here. Keep on keeping on, so to speak. Remember that you own a business, and just because the outside world may seem to stop, that doesn't mean yours does, nor does your business. Keep making art, and keep making your business plan, or life plan, as the case may be, and keep talking and reaching out. While you might not see progress in the moment, you are, in fact, planting seeds that will grow in the future. I remember when I first moved into my current location some 15 years ago. My friend Brian Mark, an amazing artist, had been here for 12 years and offered me some of the best advice I've ever received. He said, Nick, you sell a painting every day, you just might not get paid for 10 years. The point is, we're always planting seeds that will grow in the future. Another way to put it, and what it's really about truly, is we're building relationships. I've never considered myself a retailer. To me, a retailer is someone who moves product, and that's not how I see myself, the work I make, or the work that I offer at the Rogue Buddha Gallery. 
If you've listened to any of the prior episodes, you know by now that art for me is a religion and artwork is something sacred, something much deeper than an object, and that it has the potential to be something truly magical. For that reason, I just don't think of selling art as a job or career, but it's a vocation, no different than my call to make art as an artist myself. For that reason, I don't see myself as a salesperson, and God knows that's not where my talents lie. No, rather than quote-unquote selling someone on a work, I let the art speak for itself, and if it moves them, well, I'm just here to facilitate the details. The point is, building relationships takes time, and patience is a virtue, and a penny saved is a penny earned. Okay, you get the point. Moving on. Tip number 10. Share the love. Now we're getting into the good stuff. This is a time to give, and not worry so much about getting. Obviously, it's wise to shore up our own house first. But then, be sure to make yourself available for others. There are people all around us that need our help in one way or another. Going beyond platitudes and slogans, it shouldn't be hard for us to get creative in how we share our time and energy with others and make ourselves of service. Again, this is where our being positive really comes in handy. Because again... It's about helping others, not just ourselves. And I'm going to close out this self-help, happy-go-lucky episode with a bonus tip. Be grateful, always. We live in an extraordinary world. To exist in the first place is a gift. From this realization and mental starting point, there's only one place to go, and that's up. If you can find it in yourself to be grateful, even in the most dire of times, well then, you're probably more likely to be happy in general. Not only that, but you'll be better able to help those around you that need some extra encouragement. While certainly an inconvenience, the current situation we find ourselves in can serve as a nice reminder not to take things for granted and to really embrace all this life has to offer. I wish each and every one of you, your family, friends, and loved ones, a safe, healthy, and creative next couple of weeks. Normally, I would end an episode with a suggestion for an art opening to attend this weekend. Well, again, that ain't gonna happen, as again, everything is still closed. What I will suggest, however, is that you head over to mplsart.com and peruse their articles and check out their updates. They have a lot of great articles for your reading pleasure. That, again, is at mplsart.com. I'd also recommend checking out NEMA.org. That's the Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association. And spend some time sifting through their artist profiles. With over 1,000 artist members, there's a ton of art for you to enjoy and a lot to fall in love with. That again is at NEMA.org. N-E-M-A-A dot org. And that's a wrap for this episode of Art Wonderful, coming to you from deep inside the Rogue Buddha Gallery. I want to thank you for joining me, and I hope you do so again and often. Until next time, remember, the best life is the creative life, and the best self is the artistic self. Cheers.
back to my sailing YouTubes. Come sail away, come sail away, come sail away with me. Come sail away, come sail away, come sail away with me.